It's another Sunday night in comedy, and tonight we're catching up again with two friends of the show who've proven that even during a global pandemic, you really can't stop the hustle. I'm Dean Young, and we're about to go Inside the Joke. Welcome to Inside Jokes on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back to another all-new Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And of course, coast-to-coast, Canada-wide, planet-Earth-wide, internet-wide. If you're still stuck at home, 98% chance that you probably still are. You can listen to us on the internet from literally anywhere. And we are, of course, brought to you by our good friends at Hakeem Optical, helping you stay six feet away from domestic partners you're no longer in love with. How about that what? one? We got Vince Tedesco <laughs> on the line with us. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> Two things I always love about your cold opens. Yeah. One, it's always another Sunday night. Duh. It always, it's true. And, and two, it's always another group of friends that we have coming on the show because we love them all. And I don't know if we can ever get through this carousel of comedians, but... Thank God we got a great panel tonight. We do always have friends of the show, but tonight in particular, because both of the guests on our panel tonight, both of these comics have joined us a few times through the course of this season and this pandemic. And uh, neither of them, there's a lot of sad comics out there. Neither of these guys seem too phased by this. They're always just doing something new. Keith Pedro is of course on the line. How are you doing, buddy? What's up guys? I'm glad to be back. I think I should just work for you guys now. I think I should be uh, the intern now. I think the intern. If we had this like <laughs> SNL thing, like the five timers club, where you had you would be like maybe like our Alec Baldwin or something. You're just kind oh. of always here. Just now I'm on the cold opens. Now I should just be in the, the opening sketches open. now and just yeah, regular. Open the show for us next week. <laughs> yeah. Here's the thing that's interesting too. I mean, every you know there there's a few comics that we've had on repeat times during the season when we've been doing this whole thing in quarantine and just sort of seeing how people are rolling with what's happening in comedy and everything being shut down and put on hiatus and all that stuff. But every couple of months we've had you on during this and you always have your, you have a new album dropping or you're doing a new taping of something or a new like live pop-up show, or you're releasing something new. You've kind of have this, and I'm sure there's a lot of work behind that, but you kind of have this air about you, Keith, whenever we talk to you where you're like, what pandemic? <laughs> No, well, if you know me personally, I had twins in 2019. So what people yeah. don't know is I actually prepared for a pandemic. I bought like <laughs> a home theater system and a, like a 75 inch TV at home. And I got a new PlayStation. Like I knew that 2020 was going to be a year that I was going to stay at home because I was expecting twins. And what people didn't know is that uh, I recorded a bunch of stuff, video yeah. and audio, because I was like living life like Tupac right before he died. I says, I'm recording everything. <laughs> I might not be able to hit the road. I got twins, man. So, you know, I did, uh, my, me and my wife, we called it the, the biggest heist because like right before she gave birth, I did like all these festivals and tapings and all these recordings because I knew I was going to sit on my, my butt for a little bit, you know? It, so. it is true too. And I mean, you've always been, you know, I mean, Canadian comedy, it is the hustle. It is the grind. You, you're certainly one of the best examples of that in this country you're always just go 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 but Thanks, it is man. Kind of, i feel like canadian comics too kind of in a way had to be built for something like this and had to be ready in some way because it is really this 
foraging thing in Canadian comedy where it's like you have festival season is only so big. There's only so many big things that you're trying to get on your calendar every year. And it's like you're getting ready for the winter all the time. You just get all those gigs, yeah. record stuff, get ready to release and then hibernate. It's just been kind of a long year of that. Yeah. What's interesting talking to you all the time, though, and of course, we should mention you do have a new album that's dropped, Trilopino. That's Whoa! right. Records. Comedy Records, by the way, we've been giving a lot of love to 604 Records lately out on the West Coast because they've been pumping out a lot of stuff. But huge shout out to Comedy Records, of course. That is the OG. Yeah, we are. Country. We're, we're, we're quality over quantity. You know what I mean? We, that's uh, right. We, we, <laughs> just, we, <laughs> we don't need to pump out a lot because it's like it's like good weed, man. You don't need to smoke a lot of it. It's just... Uh, it's good it's just good you know what i mean you just yeah. you we go. might have to edit that one on a sunday but who knows guys who knows? Like an east coast west coast thing but i yeah. it, is, it is true though that you you especially i mean you know a lot of the comics we've checked into during this time it's kind of uh there's mixed feelings it's a double-edged sword a lot of comics just sort of went well i guess i'm just on pause for a year a lot of comics adapted to a lot of the new things that popped up and it's a mixed bag i mean people have mixed feelings about you know zoom and tiktok and all that stuff Maybe it is because you backlogged a bunch of this stuff, but every time we talk to you, you're like, I'm not doing any of those things, but then you're still busy, <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, I do a few. I did the I did the Hubcap Festival yeah. recently, and that was online. I did the the Crazy Woke Asians Festival in California, and that was all online. Uh, yeah. I was booked to do that. So uh, I did like a, a, a taping for uh, one of the Canadian broadcasting companies um, here. I, I pretty much baited them out by using their acronym. But, uh, but, uh, but yeah, uh, you know, so, you know, TV tapings, two festivals, two albums. I mean, I, I guess you could say I did more in the pandemic than some did in their own career, but you know what I mean? I just, I, I stay moving, dude. I stay moving, bro. Do you uh, find it's difficult now? And I mean, because I mean, you're, it's a tough balance. I'd imagine too. I mean, you're not exactly the first comic that we've talked to that, you know, you, got a wife and kids at home you've got a family to support it's a tough balance it's a tough life because it's a road life and it's a nightlife and all that yeah. stuff right now you are at home a lot one thing that we haven't really touched on with any comics this year uh is you know those comics that do have families at home to support and those comics that do have kids that's already a strange thing to balance with being a comedian because it's a weird job that you do it's it's a whole yeah. lifestyle thing right what's it yeah. like walking a family through this like through this pandemic that's completely unprecedented because there's no one's experienced that before oh uh, it's just now what i like about it is you know as a comedian where our lives are always go 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 like we live out the suitcase but now like yeah. i i love routine i'm one of these guys now where like i don't have a favorite like comedy club or open mic anymore i got a favorite grocery store now man i hold it down bro they know me in produce by martin you know they know me first name i just say what's up to everybody you know i'm just i'm one of those guys at the grocery store jamming out to the tunes that they play on you know what I, mean? I was like why is this rihanna like i'm, I'm that guy yeah. now you know they know me on a regular basis and when you're with your kids um it's funny because as a comedian, because my son now he just turned fourteen, so he's starting grade nine, and this is when yeah. I started watching a lot of stand-up comedy. So I'm showing him, like I showed him the Patrice O'Neill uh, documentary that came out recently. Yeah, I yeah. showed great him documentary. great documentary. I showed him a uh, bigger and blacker. I showed him, of course, Elephant in the Room. I showed him Delirious. So like now is my time to just like show my kids my art that I that 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 inspired me. You know what I mean? So now yeah. we're going through like now we're going because because we watching The Sopranos with my son now i'm showing him like good fellas 
uh you know what i mean uh casino because he's like grade nine and that's when i started watching all these gangster movies so i was just like yeah this might as well just show my son what i was getting into (laughs) so that's like now now i just feel like a dad and uh i i crazy thing was as a comedian you see all these parents complaining that they're home with their kids who have regular jobs and all I have to say to you guys is you guys are just lazy. This is an easy job. What are you guys talking about? <laughs> Entertaining your kids. That's not hard. It's easy. <laughs> it's easy I, when you're it's easy when you're a kid too. Trust me. Me and my son, we go hours on Call of Duty. We'll yeah, we'll murk another for 14 year old. So it's easier <laughs> when you're just the same as your son, when you and your son are are best friends. So it's for me, I'm just blessed, man. I don't know what to tell you. That's like a PSA, though, for kids. If there is any kids that listen to this show, I can't imagine why. But for kids that don't have a cool dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, like a, but you know what? It's it, You kind of pointed out, I think there's an interesting side effect, too, that's happened during this whole thing in comedy. And it'll be interesting to see how much that sort of changes the culture and the vibe of stand-up in places like Toronto, where we have so many mm. mics and so many rooms. and it's Which I think is, it's sort of forced comics in a way to slow things down a bit and and appreciate real life again because as you know everything in comedy is just stage time every single night grind hustle even your best friends in the game you are competing with everybody especially in Canada yeah. because it's a small pool of things right yeah. so there's a lot of ego there's a lot of hustle there's a lot of grind it's this whole lifestyle thing and i think talking to a lot of comics this year they're like you know, this actually forced me to slow it down a bit and to reacquaint myself with my family, my friends, the part of me that's not that on stage version and just really yeah. do you think, yeah. and I mean, we'll come back from break from this, but I think do you think we'll see some of that sort of calming effect a little bit when mics and stuff do start to sort of trickle back. Um, yeah, if, if these are hardworking comics, I think these guys are becoming strong with material because a lot of comics that, you know, their, their material is like they can't relate to regular people because they're just talking about going mics all the time and waking yeah. up at 2 p.m. And I think now that these comics are living a regular life that everybody else, I think the material is going to be a lot better. And that's what I always tried to stay away from as a comic when everything was back to normal. I tried to stay away from writing jokes as a comedian. I wanted to write jokes as a dad, as a regular guy. You know what I mean? Da, da, da. So I think uh, comedy is life. Don't make your life comedy. So now that these com- comedians are relaxed and they can just now actually get better material. So I'm really excited to see what other people are going to come out with and what they're going to talk about and their struggles and like, you know, the real humanization of them instead of just saying, Oh, so today I woke up at uh, 4 PM and uh, I was on Tinder and, and it's like, all right, here's another, you know what I mean? Yeah. Now, yeah, yeah. now it's just like, you know, so uh, I'm just excited to see what's going to happen with these, with comics and the material and, and them ta- having a regular life, like you said. And the set counters, those comics that'll come up to you at every mic and be like, I did 25 sets this week, bro. And they show you the little ticks in their book. Like, yeah, hopefully some of those are thinned out. We needed a bit of a Spanish flu there. Anyways, we're going to come back with more Keith Pedro, more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Hey, guys. It's Keith Pedro. You're checking out Inside Jokes, where the jokes are juicier than Vince's cooking. If you threw a party, invited everyone you knew, well, you would see the biggest gift would be for me, and the card attached would say thank you for being a friend. Welcome back to Inside Jokes, baby! 
from Global News Review <laughs> from Toronto. I am, of course, recording from home, and I just killed both my cats with that segue back out of the break. We, of course, have Keith Pedro on the line with us, and, and Keith, uh, before the break, we're getting a little bit into sort of, you know, we've checked in with you every couple months. You've been busy, but we always are sort of finding out what you're up to next. You do, of course, have your new album, Trilipino, out now through Comedy Records. But before the break, we were talking about how this whole thing has sort of I think it's forced perspective on a lot of comics. We we're talking yeah. about, how, you know, com- there's a lot of comics. And I think it's a mark of newer, younger comics too, right? Like people yeah. are just getting into it. Yeah. They, sort of all they know is open mics and all they know is is going out yeah. and in time, right? It's sort of, that becomes their whole identity and their whole existence. So I think it's forced a lot of comics to sort of step back a bit and, re- and, and sort of reevaluate things and appreciate like family, life, life outside yeah. the stage all that stuff i think another flip side of that too keith is we you know talking to a lot of comics who moved to new york and moved to la to go work down there and then got sort of stuck there when this whole thing first started yeah a lot of them you know because a lot for the most part in canadian comedy for years it's always been about get those credits get those papers go stateside that's it right i was in the in the process of doing that literally as mix, we speak you're yeah. in the mix too right and a lot of comics we've talked to during this were like you know what the one thing that's really happened here just because of the way people are dealing with this situation and the way things have been drastically different really in canada and the u.s it gave them sort of this patriotism that they never had again where they were yeah. looking at canadian comedy and looking at home again and going you know what we really had it pretty good but you don't think about that when you're here of course, grass is always greener, right? So, yeah. I mean, as a lifestyle, Canada, Toronto especially, is a great place to live, probably the best place to live. But it's also, you know, and you can vouch for me and Vince can vouch for me. There's only like four avenues, though, when you're a Canadian yeah. comic. Like, you know what I mean? There's literally, you cannot burn a bridge because you know, because <laughs> you'll lose something. You'll lose either a spot at the Rivoli or on Yuck Yucks or an album with Comedy Records or 604. And that's it. You're done, bro. You know what I mean? So... I feel like, uh, yeah, it's true. Uh, Canada's great in terms of lifestyle, living, raising a family. But if you want to be, you know, just put it this way. Um, I've been trying to pitch a show for a long time on these Canadian networks. And they did, they said no. And they said, forget it. We're just going to do another Corner Gas cartoon. You know what I mean? So yeah, it's, yeah. <laughs> it's like you're, you're only treadmill in here for so long, but you're trying to go, right? So, I mean... Uh, but back to your question, I think that like, yeah, it's 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 now you can appreciate it now when there's no shows and there's no uh, progression in your so-called career where you could just sit down and enjoy, you know, Justin Trudeau serve money. Hence the gold <laughs> chain. <laughs> yeah, it is true. I think it is funny, by the way, that, you know, talking about how it's so tough for Canadian comics to get things made here and to get recognized here. That's been a fight for years. For It's like our number, that's our number one export. It's more yeah. than maple syrup. It's comedy, but we don't care about it when it's here. We only wait till people make it in the States. But it is funny because yeah. if you remember a few summers ago when JFL was still a thing, I mean, obviously yeah. it'll come back, but Kevin Hart came there for a week and greenlit everything in Canadian comedy. <laughs> Yeah, and he was like, no, this is all fire. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that was it. And the entire industry didn't do, like, that amount of things in a decade. So it is – do you think some of that's going to change now, by the way? Because one thing we've definitely seen this year, it hasn't – for the most part, I mean, yes, like you said, the festivals went digital and all that stuff. Everything still kind of happened in a different way. But for a large part this year, this was sort of the year where Canadian comics 
and content producers themselves kept everything running. It wasn't yeah. like the old gatekeepers. It was comics going, I'm going to launch a new record label. I'm going to yeah. start a new online festival. I'm going to do all this. And that's how they found an audience. It wasn't really an industry doing it this year. Yeah, I do agree. I just think that now, um, especially with the pandemic, you know, with, a, with, with comedians, it's like you get comfortable, right? Oh, they, they didn't pick up my show? Fine. I'll just do so-and-so festival this year again and again and again and again and yeah. whatever. But this time it's like, oh, I have nothing. So now I got to make something, you know? So that's exactly what it is. When you, you know, comedians, we're like, you know, we're like animals. You put us to a corner. We're going to find a way to, to make, to eat, you know? And so I, I think, think that's too, what's happening. I mean, I think we were always trying to go, trying to wrap our heads around how do we get Canadians to watch and listen to the stuff that we're doing? Now we've kind of skipped that step because, I mean, you're putting out this album, you're putting out, you know, people are putting out viral content, whatever. Everything now is just about a global audience. It doesn't even matter yeah. anymore. You know, you could be pretty much anywhere and just doing your thing now. Exactly. It's like, uh, it's like I was talking to someone else about this. It's like the NBA. You can't, you can't just play on the Knicks now to be a star or the show. You, you can play on Oklahoma city and like, you, know what I mean? you can be, you can be in a low market and then just blow up. Cause if you're doing the right moves, making the right moves, you know what I mean? Then you're doing well. Like, you know, if I could imitate premier Doug Ford, I would, I would. <laughs> that is as good a segue as any, cause we have another guest coming up on the panel who also has joined us. Killer, bro. He's a Every killer, bro. Or something, I think, during this pandemic. But you guys have been busy. That's why. You guys, I th I would say, out of all the guests this year, it's been like you, Mark Anthony, Synagogo, who's coming up next, and John Paul, who who have all yeah. three of you have come on every once in a while, been like, yeah, I'm still, I'm here's a new thing I'm doing. Oh, yeah, man. It's There's just been no sadness with you. <laughs> you know, because we, we, we keep it moving. We're hustlers, man. You know what I mean? Mark came from an immigrant mom. I came from an immigrant mom. John Paul is an immigrant himself. So it's like yeah. we have that we have that uh, that immigrant lifestyle hustle. We're like, no, we're not going to wait for you anymore. We're going to get it ourselves. Either you either you run with us or you run from us. You have, there's only two choices. And I think you know? it's, it's perfect because you're both kind of taking us into like the spring thaw now of comedy where things slowly come back. Because at the end of 2020, we really wanted to end things off on as bleak a note as possible and look back at the past year. So we had yeah. Dom Bray and Nick Beaton on with us, which was perfect. <laughs> yeah, nice. But Keith, before, so I do want to pick your brain though about what sort of you tackled in this album because I know you were working on a lot of this stuff to sort of, you weren't even getting ready for a global pandemic. You were getting ready for having twins, which I, to me is a lot more terrifying anyways, but you know, <laughs> so you were getting ready for this. So I am curious how much, you know, what, what exactly went into this album and how much it sort of relates to, to right now. But I wanted to pick your brain too. We were talking about the whole, you know, how Canadian comics are just skewing everything towards like a global audience now. And maybe that whole move to the States yeah. doesn't have as, as much weight or at least not during during all this yeah is that still where your head's at is still the like, i the mean uh i know because here's the deal when you look at the city right now it's gonna be a fresh restart there's, there's clubs closed down there's places closed down yeah. everybody's gonna restart and to be honest if i'm gonna restart somewhere i don't want to restart here you know <laughs> i'm still gonna plan on move over there right like i don't i want to jump on the, these shows again and then and, and do these favors for people and be like, yeah, hey, come for the exposure yeah shut up but yeah. I don't, yeah you know what i mean so it's it's um you know clubs are closing down and stuff so i if i'm gonna restart somewhere like i'd rather restart over there i still i handed in my paperwork i'm just you know uh i'm just waiting to see but i love canada i love how it's made me but uh you know i feel like uh here's the thing about 
Canadian in the in entertainment industry. It's like a, an ex-girlfriend that only loves you when you find somebody else after. That's what happens. Yeah. Ooh, you know? good analogy. You know what I'm saying? Like, that Russell Peters finally true. got a TV show after 28 years of being a star. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> so he finally made it on Global. So that tells you, like, and I'm Filipino. He's brown, dude. There's more brown <laughs> guys on TV now. Find me a full-bred Filipino on TV. I will wire you $1,000. Trust me. <laughs> I look myself. No, I people spend half the time on Netflix, like, IMDBing people. I'm like, is guy full Filipino? Because I just want to make sure we're getting represented true. on TV. <laughs> people, yeah, it is true. People just go, well, there was Rufio and Hook. Yeah, that was 30 years ago now, though. Yeah. So you know, that's, that's about it. But, I mean, yeah, so you wouldn't want a Groundhog Day the last decade and a half. And yeah, people, I guess. Did you just reference Peter Pan. Yeah, I, know. I love Look, that. Bro, that's that's Rufio. Oh, that was great. <laughs> that I actually used to use that reference in a joke. To tell you the truth, there you go. did you ever dress up stuff. like him for Halloween, kid? Oh man, he was too handsome, bro. I can't know what. <laughs> See those cheekbones on Rufio? Hell no. I am curious, actually, by the way, before we get into a little bit of what what's on Trilipino, do you think because all this stuff did did close down and and yeah, in a lot of ways, the comedy scene here in Toronto and in Montreal and everywhere else is going to reset. Do you think those days of having those like cult heritage stages that you work your way up towards and all like the days of like the old spirits and, and little indie shows like yeah. Texas Comedy Massacre and all that stuff that's been around for 10, 15 yeah. years, a lot of that stuff obviously sadly isn't going to come back. You think we're gonna have sort of those cult rooms again, and like we'll be able to build that kind of a scene again? After uh, uh, sorry, uh, uh, I hope so. I I really hope so because that's what made this city great in comedy. That's what built my chops. Like, if you can't perform and kill it in front of three, four people, then why do you deserve three, four thousand people? Why do you deserve three, four hundred people? And like, I'm not gonna. We're not gonna just go into a freaking ready club scenario for three some of these guys haven't even did a set in years and now we're gonna give them 300 people in a sold out show yeah you don't deserve that that's me and mark synagoga though do deserve that there we go we've been good. working <laughs> wow you've been you out are here. killing you're killing in quotes right now Segways, yeah man. good there you're are so many have... like oh, so much good stuff you're all about the 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 quotes and the segues there keith but it, it is true i i always used to enjoy watching comics come here from like ottawa and halifax where they're like i just go back and forth between yuck yucks and the other club down the street and they come to toronto and you watch their first couple of sets here and they're horrified because it's yeah. two in the morning and they have to do material in front of seven other comics that don't exactly and then and they say things like i can't make you here this is too much it's like all right you're gonna get out <laughs> you're waste you're you're wasting space that's right get out of here if you can't handle this and of course, we're going to, because you keep giving them good segues, we, we are going to come back from the break with Mark Anthony Sinagoga, who uh, he's had something interesting happen yet again during this pandemic. He's always got something new out there that's sort of blowing up and going viral. Last time we talked to him, it was his Nona decursing the Raptors. That's Which didn't what work. About, right? But now, <laughs> now, now, he's getting, now he's getting into politics a little bit here. So we're going to come back. Uh, but before we do, Keith, and we'll, we'll have you along with, with Mark Anthony, but of course, What's a little bit about Trilopino? Where can people get that? We know it's on Comedy Records, of course. Yeah, it released on Comedy Records on st all streaming platforms. Uh, you can check it out. It's only it's like ten tracks. I I recorded it in three different spots. So I I, I headlined Yuck. There's two Yuck Yucks uh, headlines, and then I headlined Nubian Show uh, on that. So there's three different types of recordings in there. It was done very well, edited very well by Comedy Records, and like yeah, it's just like my greatest hits from since 2017. So some bangers you've seen on, on uh, CBC, some stuff you've seen online that went viral. It's all there. It's all 
It's like literally it, the, the, the vaccine was the mixtape. And now here's the album. Here's the there actual. We go. And of course, nice. Of course, yeah. speaking of cult heritage rooms, Kenny Robinson's Nubian show. That's one of the greatest stages in Canadian comedy ever. That is one of the oh, greatest yeah. rooms in this country. We're going to come back with more Keith Pedro. And of course, Mark Anthony Sinagoga joining us. Who's also been busy during the COVID times. We'll be back on more inside jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Uncle Doug here. I want you guys to listen to Inside Jokes. Stay home. Keep your masks on and keep listening to the boys down there at AM640. Rough ahead in your miles and miles from your nice warm bed. You just remember what your old past said. For you've got a friend in me. Yeah, you've got a friend in me. Welcome back, baby! together another uh, desk slap in there you are of course listening to inside jokes right here on global news radio 640 toronto and if you don't happen to live in toronto rest of canada i'm sorry for you but anyways you can still listen to us at least all you need is the internet and free time everyone has literally nothing but both of those right now so it's really it's bad for the world but good for us i guess anyways we have mark anthony synagoga joining us on the line now Mark, you've been you've been busy this pandemic. Can we say that much? I mean, every time we talk to you, every couple of months, you have something new that's sort of like blowing up and going viral. Mm-hmm. Trying really to interesting right now. You're not exactly a political guy. I mean, before this whole pandemic and before you're doing all these sketches and stuff that have really built sort of a bigger, a new following for you, you're mm-hmm. always producing your own festivals and your own showcases and galas and stuff. You've always been a pretty enterprising guy and sort of built things yourself. Not really a political guy, though. Not really a political comic. No, not at all. You've you've dipped your toes in now into Ford Nation. Yeah, man. I, I don't know. Someone the other day told me that I look like him, and he was like, you know what you should try to do is, like, just if you dyed your hair, like, that's perfect. And I was, like, sitting with a, a buddy of mine. I'm like, man, I need new characters. I don't know what to do. And I was like, I'm going to try to think of it, like, if SNL was in Toronto, who would yeah. we have? And I'm like, oh, there would definitely be a Doug Ford impression. And then my buddy's like, buddy, you look just like him. Like, what are you, what are you waiting for? So, and I like, I don't think the impression is that good. Like my voice doesn't really. So I just tried to take the character and like amplify it with like like overly white idioms and like, you know, him just being like this fed up uncle. Uh, Yeah. I filmed four of them and I was like, let's see how this goes. And they're going great. They're doing way better than I thought they would. That's for sure. He, He really does have this, like, it's almost like a really aggressive folksiness about him like when you watch his COVID announcements you watch his town halls there it's like he forgets that he's talking to a province of 13 million people and not (laughs) just like his neighbors in Etobicoke because he talks to the entire province as if you're supposed to know who the hell he's talking about he'd be like so I was at Marge's place there and you're like yeah people watching this bro we're just trying to find out when we can Go to a bar without dying. That's it. The best is when you uh, see the uh, sign language interpreter because she can't even believe what he's saying. She's like, (laughs) like, like, what? For real? Yeah, she's doing it on a whim. (laughs) I just honestly, it looks like he uh, he's just like, you know, pissed off. Like, you know, he's that cool uncle who's like letting you smoke weed at his cottage for the first time. But like, then you break the the canoe and he's just like, I told you guys, don't 
You know, like he always wants to swear, but he doesn't. You know what I mean? He's like, I yeah. swear to God, if I could just, you know, just don't throw your doobies in the lake. Like, come on, guys. <laughs> it's like, I'll let you do heroin. Just don't throw the ends of the doobies out. You know, or like, reuse the needles. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. Props for using the word doobies, by the way, too. Feels yeah. like we had Scott Belford on the air with us, but. Uh... <laughs> Yeah. No, he that's he I saw have, him. He said that. He said doobies a bunch of times. I'm like, this guy's so yeah. old school. I love it. <laughs> he does have this air of, and I, I hate to say it because I mean, whatever people thought of Doug Ford before all this, you got to look at it and go, all right, well, you know, pretty unprecedented situation. He's, he's done a pretty all right job with it so far, I think, give or take. But there is sort of this air of like, if you had that, that one gym teacher in grade nine who all of a sudden you could tell he just got told that he has to teach you sex ed. Yeah. You know, yeah. and he's really not having it and he's super uncomfortable and he's pissed about it. That's what yeah. his yeah. he's like, I thought like, this was going to be a good time. And then they're like, it's a pandemic. He's like, for God's sake. I just, you know, he's just always so upset. So I, I don't know. I kind of just ran with that whole thing. I don't know. I did. He makes everything feel, he makes the entire province feel like a small town. But what I love about this whole thing too is you're not, there's no like message forced down anybody's throat or anything like that. It's just something like, funny and on point and relatable because i feel like you know right before this pandemic hit we've been talking to a lot of comics about this recently there was really this vibe going on in a lot of comedy where everything for the last few years felt like it always had to have a message attached to it everything was you know there was a lot of specials and stuff that came out that were running a fine line between am i watching a comedy special or just a ted talk now like there was a lot of this like everything has to have a message everything has to have some lesson attached i, to I it. call that it was a woke over joke <laughs> yeah, exactly they, and i mean woke over joke and you're not this isn't like you know this isn't like scathing political satire here you're not coming out and going i'm gonna really nail some people to the wall over the mishandling of this pen it's just like we've been stuck at home for a year we've been watching the same crappy news cycle everyone's frustrated everything has been kind of crap here's something that really we can relate to but also just takes your mind off it and you know god forbid comedy should just be straight up funny again yeah, I, honestly, man, I'm not, I'm just not good at that, man. Like, I don't know anything about politics to begin with. So I don't, yeah. I just, I've always kept that away from, like, I'll leave that to Craig Fay. You know, he knows what's up. He can write <laughs> about it. You know what I mean? And he's good at that. Like, same with Keith. Like, he he takes a lot of topics, uh, like your, you know, your white privilege joke. It's great. I love it. And it's like, I just can't even come up with it. And then I get a little scared where I'm like, oh my God, if I say something wrong, I won't, I'm not educated enough in that field to then if someone heckles me, because you know, it, you're warranting a little bit more of someone to fight you in the audience. And then it's like, I'm not even educated enough to like battle this person live. Yeah. So I just stay away from it. I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to stick to whatever the shit that comes to my head. That's funny and just go with it. And all of that seems to be pretty um, elementary like i don't know you know what i mean it's like you know i like i get inspired by bill burr and Chappelle. like when they were dropping those albums like hitting on hot topics and making yeah. it funny which i think is truly like you know the master of the art there but you know i i just can't i can't even think of it let alone uh fight it you know what i mean if i i'm in the position so that's kind of what is carving my lane per se and i think a lot of that comes too from i mean you know you look at a lot of the stuff you've been doing this year and, you know, you're putting out this content that is building sort of a newer audience and all that stuff. But you've always had this relatability, too. I think that comes from, you know, years of putting on these, you're selling out theaters out in the suburbs and putting on your own galas and all that stuff. 
you can walk into a room that isn't your own age group and maybe is like a suburban crowd or something. And you can, there's this, they have this comfort level with you and you can make them relate to this stuff. The same exact stuff that you can make comedy bar in Toronto relate to. A lot of comics can't really bridge that gap. You just have this sort of broad appeal to you. And it, but without, without holding anything back. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think the term there that everyone gives me is jolly. People say that I'm jolly. <laughs> like, I don't know. People are like, you have a jolly it's the look. Charm, like, the chubby yeah, charm. It's like, they're like, you're <laughs> the big. Charm. So we look at you and then we go, oh, look at this little gentle giant. So I don't, I don't, maybe that's what it is. I don't know. Jolly. <laughs> yeah. I'm always jolly per se. He's got high like... cholesterol and high energy. I like him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There like, we go. I do. Okay. Well, we're going to pick more of Mark Anthony's brain about uh, his his current foray into Doug Nation. And, of course, we have Keith Pedro on the panel with us still. We're going to come back with more Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Brought to you by Hakeem Optical. Even if you're sitting in the back row, it's probably fine. I can't wait till that slogan makes sense again. But we'll be right back with more. Hey, what's up, guys? It's Keith Pedro. Uh, you're checking out Inside Jokes. And if you don't do that, you should be washing your face with sandpaper. No? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Hi, everyone. Uncle Doug here. I mean, I feel like I was just down here talking to you, Ontario. Like, I mean, the cases are running up. My patience is running out. I mean, just this morning, I went down to Timmy's to grab two or three bacon and egg cheddar biscuits, and I saw these guys standing in the line, sack the crack, butts the nuts, bumpers the dumpers, and they weren't socially distancing. I mean, they even had their masks under their freaking noses. I mean, I look over to my wife and I'm like, these guys are a few sprinkles short of a birthday cake timbit. Welcome back to Inside Jokes right here on Global News Radio 640 Toronto. We, of course, have Keith Pedro and Mark Anthony Synagoga joining us. Mark Anthony, of course, is right now uh, blowing up on the internet thanks to his Doug Ford impression, which I can't, I'm sorry, Mark, I can't keep it together. It's too good. <laughs> You've created a really monster. Good, man. I appreciate that, man. I uh, I disagree, but I'll take it. <laughs> you <know what> I mean? <laughs> but you were, it's interesting though. You were telling us during the break. So you haven't had any like feedback. You haven't heard from Doug Ford or Doug Ford's people. There's been no reach out to you. No, right? and, and I've been tagging and sharing and telling everybody to even put it on things like six buzz, like just to get it anywhere, like on a bigger uh, platform, just so that he can- yeah. It. like i even message his nephew who's in politics there michael ford yeah sent it to everybody man so uh we'll see so far no one's seen it I sent it to breakfast television cp24 cbc you name it you know just yeah. all our competitors thanks yeah exactly all the competitors <laughs> sent it to them so no one's but you uh, got them first vince you got them first there you exactly. go <laughs> exactly so you hopefully broke the cherry first We'll try. We'll we'll try and get you both on together. I did want to ask you guys though, since we were talking about. I mean, obviously, yes, you've both stayed busy. Mark, you've been doing all this viral stuff this year. You've been obviously you can't go out produce your theater shows like you normally would, which I'm sure you would return to tomorrow if everything opened up again. But both of you guys have been keeping busy, cranking out new content. If everything was to open up all of a sudden tomorrow, they went fully open, 100%. Back to it, we go. What rooms do you guys miss the most? Where would you where where do you most want to be on stage right now? What's been missing for the last year for you the most? Strangers. 
just like, yeah. <laughs> I don't care where it is, man. Just give me a group of people who don't know me and let me try some new stuff. Cause like, you can't really get a gauge. Like I've been doing a lot of virtual shows. You can't do new stuff on a virtual show. You know, the laughs are delayed. Right. You don't know where it's hitting, right? Like you can mess around, throw some premises out there. I don't know about you, Keith, but like, I can't seem to get a proper gaugement. So like, I'm just itching. To, I have a bunch of stuff that I, you know, written a new hour. It's probably five minutes, but like, I just yeah. want to see what it is. Yeah. 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 Just, yeah. So that's what I can't wait to do. Me, I just missed like the genuine relationships I have with comics. Like I missed the, the banter backstage and watching a guy come off stage and me telling him he did a great job without even watching his set and just be like, <laughs> great job, bro. You killed it. I love, I just missed that. <laughs> but yeah, I just missed, I just missed the whole thing, man. The room that I missed the most, I would probably say, uh, I wouldn't say the room, I would say just like the like just green rooms. I just miss like yeah. the green room banter, like walking into a show and like you see all your boys in the green room and you're like, oh, shit. I'll have new stuff. Like so any place like like, you know, Alt Dot, Rivley, Nubian, you know. Yeah. Right. So fucking places like that, uh, you know, the Ossington, you know, anywhere like, you know, your boys would be at on a, during the week. Vapor Central, rest in peace, you know, shit like that, you know, any, anywhere. It yeah. is true. And I mean, these are the rooms that comics, that's like, that's like cheers for comics. You know, that's where people would just go to hang out and stuff. And speaking of the, just not paying attention to the set and then telling people they killed it. Kenny Robinson, I always, he was the one who said <laughs> the worst thing you can do to another comic is watch them die on stage. And then as soon as they get off, go great job. <laughs> if you're not helping anybody. You're not doing anybody any favors. Yeah. You're just pouring gas on the fire, you know? Oh, man. Yeah. But it is true. Okay, before I would love to do this all day, I you know, and talk to half Mark, half Dougie. But we do have to wrap it up, boys. Before we go, Keith, where can where can people get this new album? Where can people check out your stuff, man? At Keith Pedro, that's it. That's exactly what it is. At Keith Pedro and Filipinos everywhere on uh, all platforms. Very easy to spell that. And uh, yeah, at Keith Pedro, Instagram, Twitter, all the same. I don't change it. There we go. And of course, people check out Comedy Records for Keith's new album and just a huge catalog of Canadian comedy. Yeah. That's comedy awesome. Records is the gang. That's it. That's the gang. And especially right now while you're stuck at home, man, support Canadian comedy. Check out Keith's album and Comedy Records. And Mark Anthony, where can people this find your stuff? Not just Doug Ford, because we know you're going to be. But I got a one, Doug Ford. You're going you're gonna to be you're going to be with that one for a while. So it's too good. That's why. Uh, you can find me at, at not Mark Anthony. That's where you're going to find me, where I'm going to be telling you yahoos how to laugh, how to have a good time. You can find me on freaking YouTubes or however my nephew says it. Just when you type in my name, make sure you put synagoga, because if you type in Mark Anthony, you're going to get that freaking singer and he's got nothing to do with what I'm doing. <laughs> Follow Mark there Anthony synagoga. The man is killing it. There I we go. This. I love it That's so awesome. much. That is our panel. Thank you, Keith Pedro. Thank you, Mark Anthony Synagoga. Thanks, and Doug Ford, if you're out there listening, thank you. I, I, You really got to pay attention to what he's been doing. That is our show. Don't forget, you can listen to all our episodes from season five right back to the very beginning on Global News Online. We'll be back next week, baby. Thank you, boys. Hi, this is Alicia Carusi, and you're listening to my aunt, Sandra Carusi's Comedy Rx. This week's Comedy Rx Features Keith Pedro. You know, I, I just, I honestly tell you, I just came here to make money. <laughs> I live down the street. I told my girl I was getting milk. <laughs>
No, I'm getting milk because I'm a parent. I am actually a parent, yeah. Thank you. I just didn't pull out, so don't, uh, don't applaud. I just let it, let it in there and let that Bruno Mars play. Just, oh, God. Woo! Right. <laughs> I have a 17-year-old daughter at home. Right, yeah! Do you know how hard it is to have a 17-year-old when you look like a fucking 17-year-old? It's not fun. I bought her a cell phone before high school because she's been breaking balls. Dad, buy me a phone, buy me a phone. I'm like, sell it to me, Layla, convince me. Why do you need a phone? She's like, all my friends got phones, and what if there's an emergency? So I said, memorize my number. If there's an emergency, use one of your fucking friends' phones. <laughs> right? Why do you need a phone if everybody got one, right? So one Christmas, I was slick. I bought her a gift. She opened up the gift. It was an iPhone charger. She's like, oh my God, Dad, you bought me an iPhone with this iPhone charger? I'm like, yeah, open up some more. There was a Samsung charger, Motorola charger, Nokia charger. She's like, what? I'm like, yeah, these are for your friends, so there's no excuse for you not to call me. <laughs> Use it. <laughs> so now she got like 14,000 songs in the palm of her hand. This little sh would never know the struggles that we had to go through to get music. Remember back in the day, five of you guys squeeze in this Honda Accord, drive to Montreal, six hour drive. One guy's like, yo man, you got a CD? The driver's like, yeah, grab that book in the back. Then he hands you this Bible of blank CDs. Remember that? And you're on the 401 trying to find the right CD. You're ripping through 88 pages and you can't find the right one. No, because none of it's labeled. All it says is Summer Jams 07 and that's it, right? And then you put Summer Jams 07 in CD player, try to listen to it. No, you can't can listen to it because it's all scratched up because you use it in February to clean off your windshield because you were late for work.